Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thanks for joining us on Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. And right now I'm joined with a gentleman that who has been a business analyst for Fortune 100 Corporations, uh, co-founder and director at a mental health facility, and VP of a vocational college, a phenomenal thought leader within the black community and across all the demographics of the region. I'm joined right now with the director of operations and co-founder for the Thrive Network, Lorenzo McFadden, here on Grassroots Marketing. Thanks for being on. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, there were several areas that we uh, looked at where you have worked uh, to help advocate for passing legislation and acquiring a dispensary. You've gone through a lot of issues when it comes to you know all the politics that go along with trying to go and build dispensaries, uh, obstacles for legislators and interest groups, and you know the words social equity are very synonymous with the cannabis industry. We know about the licensing that's going on. Uh, we know that very much that you are uh, focused in the area of New Jersey, which is one of the newest markets to open up for adult use. Talk to me where things are right now and the opportunities that are given in New Jersey for potential licensees under that social equity parameter. Okay, well, d- quick update. You know, um, New Jersey did just open up for recreational. So, you know, we are experiencing... Um, uh, just a lot more activity in the space. A lot more eyes are watching it. Um, but we actually started our journey, at least the group I'm working with several years ago. We actually tried to get into, um, early on. And what we found was that it, there were really just barriers there, you know, and it wasn't as open as it was suggested. Um, you know, there were six chosen initially and they were kind of spread out throughout the state and they were really connected to honestly, certain people. So, you know, in the end, you you had to really wait for your opportunity. And now that once the second round came through, there was some concern around how they were chosen and there were lawsuits in place. So that just tied everything up again. So now we're basically at a almost like a third round, I'd consider it, where you have the towns and cities, they're able to take more control of the process. And so now you're starting to see a little more movement in the areas, but, you know, you still run into some of those same challenges as far as politics and, you know, needing to work through some of those barriers as well. Um, and then when you start talking about the social equity piece, um, I think one of the biggest pieces missing from my perspective would be just, you know, how, how, how are you expecting, um, someone who's maybe been hurt by this system to have maybe 
two million dollars just sitting around to start a dispensary. You know, it's it's really it really puts those people in positions where you end up partnering with, you know, and becoming more of just for lack of better term, like a token to kind of move it forward for someone else. And that person's just willing to give you an opportunity to have a, a small piece of it. So that's what you're probably going to see majority in New Jersey, at least. And, and I would imagine even some other places because it's just hard to have enough to start up a process like that. And then to be able to maintain it for maybe that first year or so before you can turn it around. Yeah. Part of the thing I noticed a lot of people talked about is just, when you've had licenses that have been put up and made available, the fees that are accrued and the fact that certain operators that want to be a part can't afford that. Yeah. Well, wh- one of the things we had to do for just for the, app- the, the application last round, we had to put up 20,000, <laughs> you right. know, and, and that, and that's not even dealing with, um, I think we had to show a, a good portion of money in the bank as well. So, you know, when you put those two things together, you're eliminating, I would say, the majority of people of color who have been impacted by this system. Now, part of the thing with New Jersey, it's there's a lot, you know, when it comes to various issues, when it comes to um, social equity, some of the information that's out there. Number one, for those that have been oppressed or incarcerated, you know, trying to see that the criminalization comes into play once adult use is in play. There's the the fact that with blacks in New Jersey are over three times more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession than their white counterparts. New Jersey ranked 11th in the nation for the highest arrest of black people for marijuana as well. And there is a DEI office. Wesley McWhite is director of the Cannabis Regulatory Commission's DEI office saying that the foundation has been laid down, more work to do, but even they are saying there are shortcomings with what they're doing social equity is not a finite goal but a continuous journey noting it's working to ensure parity in the marketplace but it will take time for a cannabis business owned by a black indigenous or person of color to open and that and diversity and inclusion have not yet been achieved so talking about from your standpoint what is missing in new jersey as as new york the counterpart to you to the west have they done better job with their implementation and rollout well, I think I think what we're seeing is a problem that I would expect to see all over. You know, I don't think it would necessarily be a just a New Jersey issue in that um, you're still going to have to have a certain amount of cash flow in the just in the beginning to get this off the ground. And it's usually significant. And unless there's some sort of um, small business loan mechanism or some other way to try to support that because we know that the the businesses do generate revenue. So it's not like it's a bad investment per se, you know, it's more so just making sure that you have a sound plan to implement what you're putting in place. So, you know, I think the that barrier is going to remain quite frankly. And I think that it's kind of designed that way because, and, and you, you can, I, I know there's a lot of opinions around this, but to me, if you're not at cultivation, you're, that's, that's like the top of the food chain here, you know, because the companies that got in on that and got in early, everybody has to go to them, you know? So if there was maybe a stipulation where you, there was some support to get a, uh, maybe a bl- black owned dispensary up and running, and then 
it, there was a mandate for the other dispensaries to possibly make sure you're purchasing at least 30% of your um, product from a minority dispensary. You know, I could see something like that starting to bring about a real shift in revenue and resources. Whereas right now, you know, it's people are just they're, they're finding who they need to find to, to check the box and they're and they're moving on and they're cutting you know, 5% here, 10% there. And, you know, that's, that's what you're going to find generally. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And there's always questions they are pretty common. I'm going to ask you as well when it comes to social equity. And every time I've had somebody on, on the program, either here or on Blunt Business, to talk about it, there's always two other areas I always hear a lot of discussion about. Uh, number one are the legacy operators. And if there's some kind of path to you know, restoring reputation because if they're doing it, they, they did not, you know, if they were not uh, an accomplice of the harm that might have been done by some of the drug culture that happened in say, the state of New Jersey, and if they were, you know, they were good cultivators, they could produce good cannabis, they should be allowed to get a chance to go after those licenses as well. Do you say, do you feel that way? Is there a lot of that in the, in the, in New Jersey where there are those people that could, not only did they, should they get a chance to be able to go ahead and work as a second chance coming out of prison wrongfully convicted to have a job but to also own a business and get a license so you know looking at what's happening from a, a social equity perspective again and seeing um you know how now there is some i'll say there is some motivation for individuals who have been impacted by the system to be involved on both sides you know of course the of course somebody who's been impacted would want to but then also we are hearing that there is going to be some priority given to applications that have individuals who have been impacted by the system. That is, that is our understanding at this point. And, and that's why even our team, we have an individual on our application who is, um, lives in an un under-resourced community as well as has been impacted by the system. Um, but again, it's, we're checking boxes. You know, it's, it's really, kind of just doing the almost I'd say kind of the minimum of what's required um, and I don't know how that translates to those individuals ever having a majority stake because mm -hmm. if they have that type of revenue or funding available the question is going to be how do they have it <laughs> or where did it come right, from and, right no, but, know, but obviously so, that's where we were talking about with New York they have to have some kind of a qualification 
right. just to say that, you know, what you're able to go and be able to do. The other question I always ask about is also representation within the Cannabis Control Board, for instance, and knowing that, okay, you might have this diversity and equity inclusion office, the regulatory commission. There also has to be those people that are representing the public, the makeup of the communities that they're serving. At the moment, do you think there is, uh, do you see a, a satisfaction in terms of who is representing and speaking on behalf of trying to help those to receive social equity licenses? I know for yourself, you have a tremendous background when it comes to uh, working 20 years in the community, you know, your experience with Fortune 100 companies and doing a lot of work when it comes to training, when it comes to labor, Department of Labor. You're working with over a thousand workers on mental health for a state in New Jersey. So obviously there's a whole lot you've done yourself, but how are we going to get more of people like yourself into businesses of power so that social equity can be properly implemented by the people that are able to go and say, listen, you know, is someone from my neighborhood, from my community, I'm going to bring them in as well. well you know, we, we had to just take our, our own approach, which is really we, we're looking to train and hire people who have been impacted by the system. Um, we are looking to hire residents of the community that our business is going into. Um, and that's part of our plan. And, and it's deliberate. And, you know, historically, we've had some challenges where you'll have other programs where organizations will come in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just don't hit the mark. They say for whatever reason, it's, oh, people don't want to work, but we can't find people to train. And so, you know, we're coming in with an advantage because I have a school that's already training in the community. So we already know how to work with the community. We already know where to go to find people who are ready to work. So it's really an opportunity for us to um, bridge the gaps. Um, you know, now, does it get those individuals ready to actually own those businesses and take that piece no it doesn't quite right. frankly but what it does is it allows those people to really start to benefit from the industry maybe make a higher wage learn and grow in the space and then that possibly sets the stages for one of the other derivatives maybe on the retail side maybe they end up being able to open a retail shop based on working at a cultivation place or something of that nature but um you know, I think it's just a process really where people are going to have to work out because if not, the expense of getting started is just, it's a barrier, period. Even the application being 20,000, you know, that's a barrier right there, 20K for just to apply. Fantastic. So while we're going to wrap things up here, I want to send people over to the website, thethrivenetwork.com. And as we wrap things up, I want to just see if you can just let me know how people can go and continue to work with you, especially if it's New Jersey or if there's others that want to go and learn more and explore how social equity can be much more of a factor in other markets, whether they are just expanding now to adult use, if they don't have anything yet. I mean, what can you do about letting people know how can they outreach to you? Uh, they can definitely reach out at um, www.amtrainingcenter.com. That's where we're doing a lot of the training in the community and working with people. Um, we have a, federally approved apprenticeship program that trains medical assistants. So we're doing a lot of um, on the ground training there. So we're looking to kind of work with people in the cannabis space and, and really get them prepared to take that opportunity on. It's actually written into our application. Okay. So it's it's part of what we're going to do. And then um, they can also reach out to www.thrivenetwork.com. 
that's where we focus our mental health services. We provide a lot of support to children that have experienced trauma and are dealing with a lot of different things in the community. And we've also also heard and found that for children who are experiencing severe seizures and things of that nature, that cannabis is actually a good option for them, as opposed to some of the other medicinal things that are being used for, um, to address those needs. So there, there's a really there's a there's a unique opportunity, I think, even in that space to really start branching out and just making people more aware of options. Fantastic. Thanks for making time to join with us real quickly, uh, Lorenzo, and, you know, bring the light what's going on here. We like to hear more stories about this. We want to keep that going. So in the meantime, uh, I've been here with Lorenzo McFadden, Director of Operations and Co-Founder for the Thrive Network. Thanks for being on. Glad to have you back on. And let's definitely keep the door open to have you back on again. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.